Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, the Bankers editors are interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is JP Morgan's EMEA Head of Wholesale Payments, Sharok Monian. Thanks so much for joining me, Sharok. Thank you very much, Joy, for having me. Excellent. So how would you say the crisis, you know, following out from the COVID-19 pandemic, is really accelerating the move away from cash? I would say it's still difficult to predict the longer-term effects of the COVID crisis on cash, uh, but it's obviously a fact that social distancing, lockdowns, as well as concerns around uh, the transmission of the virus uh, through coins and notes have somewhat led to more app-related online purchases, e-commerce, which by definition is not cash-based. At the same time, what we're seeing in our daily volumes of uh, transactions like instant payments, we see major increases. So month over month on SEPA instant, for example, we see a 100% increase between March and April. Uh, If you look at daily volumes of SEPA instant, uh, for most of the first quarter, this was around 20,000 transactions a month. In March, it went to 30,000, and then in April, we're at 40,000. So you see a lot of uh, petty cash being replaced by non-physical and even faster payments or real-time payment instruments as a way of also getting cash quicker to merchants in an environment where liquidity has become key. Um, One last comment on this one is that similar trend uh, is also true on digital wallets. So Some digital wallet providers are seeing... uh, doubled the amount of withdrawals in terms of volumes over the past couple of months and five times the value as commerce are shifting more to digital. So that's uh, what we're seeing, Joy, in this movement away from from cash short term. Okay. So what are JP Morgan's EMEA corporate clients asking for today in payments? There are three areas of interest that come up in those discussions from clients. One is around access to liquidity, and this means real-time visibility, first of all, on where the internal liquidity sits. Um, On average, we think that the global MNCs out there have around 30 banking relationships, over 300 bank accounts, and this is an average. Uh, Some go as much as 1,500 bank accounts around the world. So knowing where the cash is, and secondly, bringing it to where it needs to be is a major challenge in this environment where more than ever cash is king. So that's one topic uh, under liquidity. The other one is uh, making sure that there's access to credit lines, to new balance sheet commitments, as well as ways of monetizing working capital which is a piece that's always been on the balance sheet of many corporates and uh, could be freed up. So that all falls under the heading of liquidity concerns and access to liquidity. The second area of interest is uh, around maintaining business continuity. So operational resiliency, operational continuity, including client service. Um, As you know, when you go from one environment to another one, 
uh, whether it's a backup environment or work from home, you want to make sure that uh, you are 100% from one day to another. So uh, our calls into customer service have been increasing. Uh, and that is something that our clients are very much uh, looking forward to continuing to have as a full-time uh, service. And finally, corporate, as already noted uh, in other discussions, are really looking at how to navigate cybersecurity threats. And that is one, again, which is in any crisis takes the, the front line and there's a lot of focus on bad actors using this opportunity to their own benefit. So do you think the fraud threat has increased during the pandemic? Um, and if so, how can it be addressed? Pandemics like the COVID-19 are perfect cases for the bad actors to take advantage of. First of all, companies shifting to uh, their business continuity plans, backup sites, mostly working from home constellations uh, across most of their businesses, open up a Pandora's box of risk when it comes to security of email uh, and other means of communication, using secured Wi-Fi, using company-supported means of communication versus personal, because as you can imagine, working from home sometimes is mixed up with working from home and using personal communication means for doing business. Uh, the other one is in terms of IT support in the transition when bad guys sometimes play the role of call centers and uh, try to support people going from home in asking for their credentials and uh, passwords. So that is something that is out there as well. And then the last piece is around the security of transactions and transaction initiation to make sure that while the pressures around keeping treasury operational, moving cash around, are not uh, pushing the corporates in foregoing authorizations, in uh, using other means of authorizations to get trans transactions done, uh, how do they deal with wet signature requirements, callback procedures, et cetera, et cetera. So these are some of the concerns that we are seeing out there. And clearly, uh, the risk of fraud has increased, and we've, we've been spending quite a lot of time with our clients around, first of all, raising awareness uh, around these situations, including you know, if somebody calls them for uh, their credentials, they should not uh, just respond uh, to that as easily as they might think uh, they should. Secondly, in working with them on finding practical and operational ways to initiate payments while not sacrificing security and controls. And for a lot of clients, uh, this has meant actually an acceleration to less manual and more digital ways of doing things, such as e-signatures replacing uh, wet signatures, for example, on a lot of uh, documents which uh, are exchanged between banks and, uh, and, and the corporates. That's really interesting. So those are some of the ways that the bank is helping its corporates clients. Um, are there any other ways that JP Morgan is sort of focused on in terms of helping its corporates weather this storm? Yeah, it's been a very busy time for us uh, over the past six weeks uh, around the same three areas that I just uh, spoke about. On the liquidity front, We've had an acceleration of discussions around API solutions, including Excel plugins, as well as integrated APIs into major ERP systems. 
to help corporates obtain real-time multi-bank reporting and balance information. So going back to the focus around where the money is and visibility, this indirectly has resulted in a significant increase in deposits on our books. Uh, there seems to be a flight to quality to uh, international banks across the world. In addition, we've continued to provide significant incremental lending commitments to our clients during the crisis to support them, as well as to provide innovative working capital solutions in terms of receivables financing, uh, next generation comprehensive supply chain financing, uh, again, with the goal of pumping liquidity, not only into our clients' balance sheets as they need it, but into their supply chain, which is just as important for them as well. Uh, and this is why we just recently announced a partnership with the West Coast FinTech called Talia, uh, which is specialized in working capital uh, for us to partner up uh, and provide really comprehensive supply chain financing solutions to our clients. So that's on the liquidity front. On the operational resiliency side and continuity, we've helped clients in a variety of ways. Uh, first of all, as I said, promotion of e-signatures on our portal versus wet signatures, and there's been a massive uptake. Uh, at the same time, we've helped clients move away from paper-based solutions into electronic means of payments and collections. We discussed real-time payments earlier. Uh, there's been more interest in those solutions going forward as well. And then, last but not least, we worked with them to quickly set up multi-currency notional pools, for example, or other liquidity structures to optimize access to liquidity, to centralize liquidity, and to be able to use that as corporates are really looking to put their hands on, on free cash. Um, in general, operational resiliency for us is at the center of place to give a sense of the scale of what we're dealing with every day in wholesale payments in JP Morgan. We have been processing in the past few weeks up to $9 trillion a day uh, going through our machines as uh, market volatility is added to the volumes of transactions going through our system. So a key topic for us. And then last but not least, as I said, uh, the topic of cybersecurity has been very uh, front and center to everyone. And we spend a lot of time um, training and raising awareness when it comes to our clients. So my last question um, is sort of a bigger strategy question, which is around how the pandemic is really going to affect the business model of transaction banks. You know, does that business model need to evolve in future, do you think? Jory, I think that's a great question. And uh, there's been a lot of discussion around this pre-pandemic, but the COVID crisis has accelerated the need and the focus on technology and digitization uh, the importance of data exchanges on a real-time basis, the ability to conduct treasury and banking more or less fully digitally and even virtually in such an environment. Technologies that enable real-time data exchange, such as APIs and electronic and secure exchange of signatures, uh, reduction of bank accounts using virtual accounts, all these are now coming to the center of plate as we're going into a more virtual world. Uh, so one of the positives that we say of the crisis has been the acceleration of digital solutions, which is safer and more real time. 
from a transaction banking perspective, this means that players need to become much more like what our CEO, Jamie Diamond, called us, uh, a technology company with a banking license rather than just pure banks, which means continued massive investments in agility, real-time information and solutions, uh, time to market, uh, being shorter, innovation being the driver, to help our clients become themselves more real-time and more digital. So I think the players that can satisfy these key success factors will be the ones who will be on the front line in the future. And other banking providers who may not be able to uh, invest in all these capabilities may still keep the client base, but may use the platforms of uh, other banks as a service going forward. So those are the kinds of models we think the industry will be driving to in the future and the COVID crisis will accelerate that. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for your insights, Sherlock. And thanks to our audience for listening. This podcast was recorded on the 30th of April, 2020. To keep up to date, subscribe to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. <laughs>